Philly Sports, Love and Pain. I'm Dave. That's I'm Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're getting started. We're getting started tonight. Um, Sans Kenny. Sans Kenny. We are expected to be joined by Kenny in progress. We'll see. We'll see. And for those of you holding the plus 1200 ticket um, of, you know, K- Kenny's wife's water breaking during the podcast, those <laughs> I set those odds at plus 1200. Um, that is not the case. You can hold your plus 1200 tickets. It, it is not time to cash those tickets just yet. So Gordy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be back. And uh, I just did some research very quickly. Tobias is an ambassador for Crumble Cookies. And of course. Winwood location, not an owner. My mistake. Ambassador. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking we're talking pre-podcast about the Toby situation and uh, you know, how he said that we would that Philly fans would, you know, he was being facetious, obviously, but you know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe Some guys would trade him probably for less. You uh, know? Yeah, I, I was yes, I think so. Um you know, for a crumble cookie. And subsequently, right after that, Crumble came out with a tweet of their own that said that they promise a crumble cookie, a free crumble cookie to everyone in Philadelphia if Toby stays on the team. So you heard it there. We went, so what wins out? Everybody's desire for cookies and snacks? For someone's desire for a designer cookie? Have you ever had a crumble cookie? I have actually not. I have not. I, I have, and um, you know, I I don't know. I'm not going to say they're overrated, right? But they're overpriced. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the other cookie thing? Um, insomnia cookies. Yeah, I've, insomnia. I've done the insomnia cookies. I've been in the city a few times late at night and come across one of those. That's good stuff. Insomnia yeah. is good. Um, also, also overpriced, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think anything at this point, like if you're going into a place and you're buying it, it's overpriced. I mean, yeah, I mean, bro, it's, you know, for a times are tough. Yeah, that medium, a medium two at uh, McDonald's is damn near 13 bucks now. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and we're over here. We're over here paying four dollars for, uh, uh, you know, a regular size bag of chips. <laughs> but Seriously. no. So Toby, Toby spoke out a little bit. He was, he was asked about it. Mm-hmm. It was not like he, he was, you know, coming out and throwing, throwing darts at the people of Philadelphia, but listen, he knows, he knows how everybody feels, but he also made it clear in that video or in that quote, or however you want to put it, if you, if you read or heard the whole quote that he, you know, was asked to be a certain thing. He has to be a certain role in the offense on that team. And, you know, he said, okay, and he did it and he did his job. He played defense. He shot well from, he shot well in general. And, you know, yeah. I mean, is he, a, the problem is the, the contract and the, the problem that people have with Toby around here is the contract. It's not necessarily the guy. Like, I think everybody likes him, you know? I mean, I don't think what do you anything, think about that? Yeah, I don't really think that there's a whole lot him personally as a guy. I don't think there's a whole lot not to like. I mean, right. Aside from the one time when he's turned around and said to the fans, don't clap. And that was just frustration. You yeah, know what I mean, like I yeah, clearly yeah. with his answer to that question about his dad basically kind of saying like, well, you know, they're not really using my son the right way. That's dad and agent um, all in one right there. And I understand dad's 
an agent's view on that. He wants his client to be getting another max contract down the road. That's right. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see him sacrifice his game. Toby's the kind of guy that I think rolls with the punches. He's the kind of guy a really good team does need. He's the t- type of guy that will fill those gaps. He'll he'll sacrifice and and be unselfish. Without those types of players, you don't win. But when those types of players have a contract that hamstrings your ability to fill out a roster with more talent, I understand why people get frustrated with them. Um, that being said, I you know coming from somebody that played basketball and you've played multiple sports in your life too. You know, if you have a specific role, on too the big team, to play basketball. It's just, just okay. You can, you can call what it is, Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, you have a role to play, whatever yeah. that role is, whatever that position is, right? In basketball, it's a little more fluid because everybody plays offense and defense. It's not quite like, you know, um, the NFL or or football in general. Where, but when you go back into high school you do see kids that play defense and you see kids that play offense at the same time. Usually they do one better than the other. And that's why when they go to college, they're just defensive backs or they're just running backs or they're just, they're not still doing three or four different positions. It is tough to, to be asked on a game to game basis, or in some cases, you know, with basketball, a quarter to quarter basis to literally switch up your game. Like, okay, my two my two stars aren't hitting right now. <laughs> I know. I need to step up and knock down a whole bunch of shots and go on a five for five streak. That's right. not easy to do, especially yeah. when you've got some of the best athletes in the world on the other side trying to stop you from doing it. Yep. So, you know, uh, all that being said, I think Toby's response was a good one. A uh, little tongue in cheek. Got a plug in for one of his brands, something that he's affiliated with in some way. I still think he's probably got some stock in the company. Uh, there's no, I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know if crumble, you know, is, is a, is a public, you know, publicly traded company yet. Like CRM or something. Maybe, CRMB. maybe he's got, maybe it's not CRM. I know that, but maybe CRM. he's owning a little bit of that piece of, uh, the, that, that one branch, who knows that he helped open up whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a local, that's a local branch, local right? Joint, um, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, you know, like, and, and he's a dude that I think Toby's the type of guy to me, honestly, he gets it. Um, he's making way more money and he's going to have more years to his career. I don't think he's going to necessarily settle in the Philadelphia area when his career is over, but he is one of those dudes that I could see coming back and, and kind of being in the area and, uh, you know, even doing media and stuff like that in and around Philly, just because he is the type of guy that I think does get it. Um, but I also understand people's hate for him at times. I don't understand Kenny's irrational hate. <laughs> it is but, it is it is fairly irrational what's a funny little, is a little bit irrational. What, what's funny is like after the quote came out i i sent it to to kenny and as a joke mostly i was like you you probably do you feel seen right now like it was almost <laughs> like he's talking directly at you at kenny but kenny came back to me and he's like i don't i don't hate him i hate his situation i hate that he has that contract i hate that he doesn't produce more and, and i'm like all right I get that. And I get that. It's hard. Right. To, like It's hard to argue that. But it, when you hear things like what Toby's what Toby's saying, you know, about like, uh, you know, how he's been asked to play a certain role in the offense, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all this stuff. Right. Then, you know, is like how much of it is Toby's even like how much can Toby even change? I mean, like how many shots I mean, is he taking in a night? Ten. You know what I mean? Like if even that and how, how many how many times did you actually see them run plays for him? 
Oh, dude, not, I couldn't. I couldn't tell well, you. I, it was actually, always. Dude, they didn't run a whole lot of plays outside of pick and roll. Well, know? there you go. That's that's the other thing. They're just you running, know? Uh, you know, ISO, ISO. Right. It's a lot of ISO, and then it's pick and roll. Um, pick so and roll, you, right? But you didn't see a whole lot of plays run for. You, know, you you saw it a little bit more. The games when you didn't have Joel, you didn't have uh, Harden. The Sixers, and we've talked about this before. They all of a sudden they look very like a. They have a better continuity because the ball doesn't stop. The ball moves. That's not. They don't have enough overall talent without those two guys to to go win a championship. Um, right. But you see the difference there when the ball gets spread around, and all of a sudden they've now got to play the way Doc's old Clippers teams did way back when Toby was playing on the Clips. Um, you know, and he was the main guy. Like all of a sudden he's putting up twenty five and ten, and he can do that. Because he knows the, the the touches are coming and the rhythm's going to be there. By there the way, a little difference to that. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I agree, and uh, it'll be it'll be honestly interesting. I mean, I don't think they're going to move Toby. At this, I don't know. Like I don't you, think you, they you do we were talking. You were talking. Team, to, yeah. Right, we were talking about this. Like Friday is going to be a wild time in the NBA. Friday oh. at six p.m. Thursday is it? I thought it was tomorrow. It's Thursday night, isn't it? It's the thirtieth, isn't it? Is it? Let me check on that. Check I that. The, check I thought that. it was the 29th, but it could be. It could be. Yeah, fine. check that. So, so free agency, NBA free agency opens up soon, and it's going to be wild. There's going to be a lot of shit moving around, a lot of pieces flying around, whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't think Toby. I don't think Toby's going to be one of them. I think Friday night. Uh, you are correct. It's the end of the. It's the 30th Friday night. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking opening up end of June and opening up July with a bang. There's going to be a lot of big contracts moving yeah, very, very quickly. And um, I mean, it, all signs point to them bringing back, bringing back Harden, and hopefully it's not on a four-year max because that would be not good. Uh, that would disappoint me a great deal too. Like, and you know, I, listen, it's very tough to go and replace twenty-two. Yeah, no, ten and a half sure. and seven. Like, that's very tough to replace. Hundred percent. Um, what you hope happens is you bring him back. I personally like to see a two-year deal with potentially a team option for the third year. Um, if I think if they do that, I actually think that contract would be tradable if needed down the road, because basically at the end of this year, it's a one-year deal. You know, it's up to the team whether so another team could take his his money if they needed to get off that uh, because he's. Continues right, to and that's and if it's if it's a movable contract like that, you feel you feel better about it. At least like okay, let's get him here. Let's run it with Nick Nurse. See what like let's see what's what. Right. You know, see how it goes. And if obviously if it's a shit show, then I'm I mean honestly, dude, if it's a shit show this year, we might be looking at. Oh, there he is! Oh, there he is! Look at look Hello? at this. Says, Toby sucks. Toby, Toby sucks with the handle. Love it. Love it. Tobias Harris is a bitch. <laughs> there so we're saying hello. There's that. There's that irrational. Love his crumble cookies. There what it up? is. What's up, boy? What's up, hey, boy? Let's go. Crumble cookies are bad too. I've never had crumble cookies, so I, I can't comment. <laughs> it was actually a smart move by him because he plugged it, and he owned yeah. one. Just what we were talking about. Okay, so he does own one. Confirmed. Sarge made it. 
All right, well, I just wanted to say hello. I might, uh, we're going to leave here soon, so I'll jump on if I get home, all right? Sounds like a plan, sir. Sounds good, Did you bro. shave your mustache because you look stupider than normal? No, fuck you. All right, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> to Kenny, Kenny with the cameo. Cameo He's gonna make it, make it. He he loves just making it hard for me to edit this fucking podcast. That's uh, what he does. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some kind of challenge there, right? <laughs> so what I, what I was gonna say was his if, his his ninety eight DOS, uh, yeah. Windows ninety eight DOS so yeah, hookup yeah, over there yeah. doesn't doesn't he, work well for you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, before Kenny derailed the, the train there. Um. By the way, now I'm about to derail the train again. <laughs> The the Phillies are cooking the night. They're yep, up they seven. Are. They're up seven one right now. Castellanos is fucking still firing right now. He's got a mm-hmm. homer and a double. Bryce Harper comes through with an RBI single. Like shit's shit's clicking, man. Shit's clicking. Click. They do. They need, we talked about this the other day too. Uh, they need to make up for May as much they as do. they possibly can. They do. Listen, the let's, ridiculous let's, part is they're still losing that track. But let's yeah, finish. Let's, yeah, let's, go let's finish the Sixers yeah. thought. So, <laughs> I I actually think I'm worried about this. This is a legit worry. If this year is a disaster and it's a fucking crash and burn, you know, Harden doesn't pan out. I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever. Are you concerned at all that Embiid is like, get me out of here? Uh. Is this the last year? I don't think it's the last year um, because ultimately he wouldn't have the leverage in that decision. Um, he's not the guy that he's not going to do what Ben did and just sit out. He won't do that um, or fake an injury or anything along those lines. That's not, that ain't him. Um, my concern would be how it puts them in the same position that the Blazers are in with uh, Dame right now where it's like, okay, well, what can you do then? You know, taking the, taking the decal off the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Look that decal down last night. I mean, you're right. They're, they're probably putting another one up, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Just get a different angle on them or something, but like, yeah. that don't look real good when he's, he's basically saying like, Hey, I need to see some serious improvement here or, uh, I, I, you gotta get me out of here. And right. Dame's at that point in his career where that's exactly – he needs to take that mentality or he's never – he's going to be one of those guys you look back on and say he's one of the five best players at his position in his era and never even sniffed the championship, you know. Um, and Embiid could end up in the same boat if they do not make some serious improvements here. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, okay. I genuinely think Nick Nurse makes this work. But in a worst case scenario, let's say Harden gets hurt, he's out for half the year. Uh, Maxi does not improve; he continues, he takes a step back. Um, Joel gets banged up, hurt, whatever. The Sixers are terrible. Uh, well, you know, I don't even know if they own their. No, they do own their draft pick next year. That was the one they couldn't trade. So they, they do, do own. They do own yeah. their own draft pick. Next I'm pretty year. sure they they have they have draft picks like in the even years. Yeah, right? well, the other because they have a rule where you can't trade number one picks two years in a row or something like that. Um, so they they do have some first round picks going. So it could end up being a high first round draft pick. But again, now you're betting on a rookie, uh, yeah. and that's tough. But that does yeah. pump pump up the talent. Um, I just I this team was a lot closer. And I'm not trying to cop out when I say this as a homer, 
But this team was a lot closer than I think people realize. Um, I the, the pain and the agony of it, of losing, after having it in your hands, really makes everybody say, turn around and rip it all down. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And you do have to trust the leadership within the Sixers organization uh, and, and the scouts and everything else that have been around basketball their whole career uh, and to kind of understand that and make those right decisions. So, yeah, I'm no, it's it's true. I mean, they were right there. They were, I mean, literally it's right there. Think how much, the, how close they actually were. Yeah, that's the thing. It and, sucks. And I do not want to go back to that and rehash it. But, and I've said this to you, uh, I've said it to a bunch of other people. I knew they were in trouble when that they had to burn that timeout on that play the block that went out of bounds off the Celtics. It stopped the game. It took 10 minutes. Then they had to reshoot the free throws. It stopped <laughs> the game. It stopped momentum, which is a very Ugh. real thing, especially in the NBA. And the Sixers went three or four trips in a row without getting the bucket coming was out. That of that. The, was that the same? That was the same game as the Niang t- uh, tech, right? Yes. Uh, oh. No, no. When he grabbed, uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown, no. Yeah, was that a different game? Okay. Yeah, that was game seven. That was game okay. seven. Ball. I keep, I keep yeah, on was, getting, I keep yeah. on getting that. I keep on thinking for some reason that that was no, that was no, because it was in Boston. Yeah. No, because it was, in, was Boston, in Boston for that sure. Was game yeah, seven yeah, yeah, in yeah. Boston. Yeah, Niang went to schoolyard a hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it just oh, that, a, that, but that technical with the with the reshooting the free throws like that 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 fucked up everything, well, man. The thing was, it, it killed the crowd, and and it you when you don't explain what's happening to the fans in the stadium. Like if I was, I'm sitting at home and I, I was confused because the right. announcers were confused. Yeah. They had no idea. You know, in the stadium, you know, they're confused and they're going, what dude, the they hell? even, they even had the guy on TV. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was one of the referee dudes who they have on every once in a while. And he was saying like, you know, Oh yeah, this is a clear blah, blah, blah. You know, this is definitely the right call. And then like, 30 seconds later, he's like, no, it, it, they're definitely, they're right. Like for, for switching it, like this is the right thing to do. It's like, right. and you dude, can do that pick- because there hasn't been another bucket. Yeah. Since. Like fucking pick one, man. What the another bucket gonna- since, but 40 seconds of game times come off the call. So stupid, dude. Like it killed the momentum. And when the Sixers did not score coming out of that timeout and did not score the next three or four plays, the, the Celtics didn't either. They went empty no. up and down a couple times. And then Tatum made one. And as soon as he splashed the first one, he did it over Embiid. Oh. And it was high arcing. And I knew right there, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> I know. It was bad, dude. He, like, like you know, it. our text thread went silent because we did. knew. <laughs> it did. Like, it was like, oh, shit. Yep. Um, yep. You know, so listen, does this true championship team let that stop them? No. Does a no. true championship team get smoked in game seven like that? I don't think so. No. No, um, and but, that's and that's really the biggest thing, right? Like, so now that we're here, now that we've gotten here, right? Like, like you know, now that we've we've hashed this back down again, and we saw what happened in Game Seven. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the tough sell, regardless of the leadership, regardless of regardless yeah. of it's Doc or if it's Nick Nurse or if it's fucking Phil Jackson. You, if you have the same five dudes out there, and like what. You know, what makes you believe now that it will not happen again that way? You know, like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And that's the thing. And and I don't remember who it was. 
some one of the talking heads uh, on ESPN. I, it might have been Legler, and I like Legler. But generally, I think he has he, some really good points, man. He does. He's also a local guy too. On top of that, but I mean, he knows ball. Right? Yeah, didn't and he used think, to run like basketball camps back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He's, he's from in and around this area. Like, yeah. Uh, Legler's a, you know, it's all family. Like, they're, you know, they're basketball people. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not going to generally see anybody really challenge his opinions for the most part on ESPN. Most guys steer clear of that because they know he knows more than they do. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and it's not even close, dude. He knows and he can say it better than they yeah. can say it. But I, I believe it was him where he said he saw, he, he watches Joel's body language sometimes and he sees him slump when Harden slumps and he used to see him slump when Ben Simmons slumped and I thought that was a great point and it's true as much as I've seen uh, because I watched a lot of the Sixers I've seen games where Joel has been able to rally himself and get the team on his back and go even if Harden's having a bad game or those guys are slumping sometimes when you know your guy just doesn't have it and you're not quite clicking on full 100% cylinders or you're injured or tweaked yep. and you're, you're, you just in, in the back of your mind, you go, I got to do this. You put extra pressure on yourself. When it doesn't happen, you get down and that's not good. Uh, Joel is a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. He's been killed for it in this town. He's also been praised for it in this town, uh, depending on the situation that, Unfortunately, sometimes the body language shows he knows Harden doesn't have it that night, or he knew Ben didn't have it that night. Right. I mean, the the look that he had near in game seven, kind of with Harden, was very similar to the look he had when Ben passed up the dunk. It was just like, what is happening? And then you just saw the head go down and the shoulder slump. Yep. Like, you know, not quite in the same microcosm in the same couple of seconds the way it happened with Ben in the past up dunk. But I mean, that's Joel does have to work on that. I'm sure he's had people say to him, like, yo, dude, you can't show that. You can't show the negative emotion on the court like that. Um, if he hasn't had somebody say that to him, somebody needs to. He needs to listen to this pod. I'll say it to him. Um, <laughs> you know, like, just don't, just don't do it. I understand the frustration. You're allowed to be frustrated as hell. But, you don't let the never let the opponents know, you know, like as far as you know, they should be looking at you thinking, shit, we can't crack him. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, and so, like, I, I guess my whole thing, like wrapping that up is like if they choose to bring back Harden and if they choose to bring back Toby and that's and that's it. And they and like maybe they make a piece tinker here and there for, with like the sixth man or seventh man, right, whatever, margin, whatever it is, marginal moves. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the thing that will remain to be decided and, and figured out is what leads us to believe that anything will be different going into this year other than Nick nurse. And we'll, we'll, we'll find out the, the right. games will tell us, I mean, right. that's, well, you're right. You're exactly right too, because game seven, the way they got rolled, uh, they just didn't have that fortitude. They didn't have that fight. If, no, they'd have lo- if they'd have lost another game by, even if it wasn't last second, let's say they lose by eight, something like that. But they were in it and they kept pushing and getting back. And then, you know, the Celtics just knock a couple more threes down at the end and put them away or something like that. 
I think there'd, there'd be a lot more people being like, we were this close, let's run it back. It, the reality is, is they were that close, but I don't know that the Sixers had too much more left in the gas tank. I think they tried to empty it in game six. And right. it just, it the way that the game ended, they were done. They were spent. Um, yeah, so... Listen, I do think they're going to make at least one move. I think they're going to get a solid dude, a solid athletic guy coming in. I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I'd love to see him go get uh, a Bruce Brown or uh, even take a look at Dante DiVincenzo, uh, who opted out of his contract from the Warriors, uh, which was a little surprising. Uh, I didn't think he would do that, but he did. I'm hearing for him, I'm seeing the Knicks as a possibility, reunite with mm. Uh, Brunson and Hart in New York. Although Hart was a guy that I saw at some website floated him being on the Sixers, which by the way, I would love Josh Hart in the Sixers because he could play three or four for you. He's not a traditional four by any means, but he can play a small ball four. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it's he gonna does be, I mean, you the shooting. You never listen, dude, you never know, man. We might see we might see something come across the timeline, little Woj bomb on Friday I having to do with thing. the Sixers. You never know, man. I'd, I'd be okay you with know. it. But I think they wait to hold off and trade Toby. Um I I don't think that happens in the offseason unless a, a huge deal comes right, unless there's an opportunity, exactly. Yeah, to really get better. Um and the reason for that is with the new collective bargaining agreement. An expiring contract that takes up a big chunk of money is now, it's not a piece of gold, it's a piece of platinum. I mean, it's <laughs> its an alternator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it is. It's literally that, it's more valuable than everything else around it. That's, that's an expiring large contract in the NBA right now. And in the case of Toby, he's a guy that can go help a team get over the top, actually. He's a good player still. He's not just some washed vet signed a giant deal right. so you should be able to get some very real assets for him the closer you get to the trade deadline i mean listen honestly with nick nurse here different offensive scheme different different play sets hopefully more play sets in general correct um you know hopefully maxi takes another step forward at least a small step forward i think you know maybe see him shoot a little more mm-hmm. um be a little more aggressive um you know, have have two different looks where it's like the the Embiid pick and roll game and the Maxi game. Like you could probably run rope a dope both of those at the same time. You can you do also so have many things, bro. <laughs> you got so you got Harden. Things. You got Harden in the mix. You got Toby in the mix. He's not a slouch. No. And I mean, PJ Tucker's probably going to be the other guy. I'm assuming. Uh, I think Tuck. I think Tuck's still probably your dude um, there as far as. Starting the wing, power, yeah. power forward. I don't think he gets the majority of the burn. Uh, you know, to be to be quite honest, I don't think he he gets the majority of the run this year at that position. I think that probably goes to whoever they're. I mean, you're going to have Melton, uh, you know, as as your other guard coming in. Shake's going to be gone most likely, um, and then it it might be McDaniel's. They might bring him back, or they might go get another guy in his um, kind of that kind of makeup um, that, and, and that'll be the dude that gets the most run. PJ's still going to be there for your, your glue uh, and your continuity and your leadership, but he is severely limited on one end of the court, unfortunately. Right. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I I'm going to trust Daryl Morey. I'm going to trust Nick nurse. 
Uh, Listen, man, Maury hasn't even been. Maury has been here for a cup of tea. Like, let's give the guy a chance, man. Yeah. Well, like, that's everybody like, Everybody holds everything that's going on right now against against Maury. It's yeah. not It's not all his fault, dude. Like, he's yeah, not, no, you know, well, he's cleaning. He's mopping up some shit. You know, he is mopping up some shit. And he's made a couple of not so great moves. Um, yeah, he's not perfect. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'm not saying that. Yeah, for sure. But he's made some good moves, too. And some really good ones. And I got to be honest with you. That's the that's the narrative of the sports media in this town is that it's and yet the same guys that scream about that will scream about continuity and how come we don't have the continuity that boston does how come we don't bring back the same team year after year and then they'll turn around and be like dump this guy dump that guy i know dump the the gm (laughs) which do you want like because because you can't have both it doesn't work that way you can't constantly swap pieces and have continuity you know Um, i agree and I'm speaking specifically of the WIP midday show, but I'm gonna just gonna hold my tongue a little bit with them because they're terrible, terrible. <laughs> Don't hold back. They'll never hear you. They'll terrible. Never know. <laughs> terrible. Gilio Grochin. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So. So the, let's let's change gears. So the Phillies, seven to two, um, baby. The Phillies are. It's actually eight two. Oh shit! My phone hasn't updated yet. Yeah, they added another run. Um, the the fill in tonight. Josh Harrison, um, just went solo yard. Um, oh, I didn't, now it updated. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it on my on my uh flyers little, took another pick. Uh, yeah. So who defense? So let's Oliver Bonk. I know nothing about him but from the OHL. Um, the guy who they took first at number seven, Mitchkov. Yeah. There, I mean, Mitchkov is literally. I just said we were going to talk about the Phillies, but so what? I will go talk Flyers because the they're literally drafting right now. They are. They're yeah. literally drafting. So, Mitchkov is. Uh, I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't have this whole KHL deal situation going on, supposedly, dude would have been like a number two or three pick. Right. So. The whole reason why he fell to the Flyers to begin with is because he has a three-year contract with the KHL, and you know they don't know the situation. They don't know if they're going to be able to buy him out of it. Mm-hmm. They don't know. I, I mean, listen, if he can be bought out of it, he they, he will be bought out of it. They they will throw whatever it takes to get him out of there. Um, but it might not be possible, so they might have to wait three years, and you know that's obviously a downside and a, a risk, but the reward on the other side of that risk is massive. I mean, people were talking about that. This dude's the, like the next best thing since Ovechkin out of Russia. Well, that's the thing too. And, and uh shout out to my chiropractor, uh, who is a giant hockey nut. There you go. Um, you know, he and I were talking about this earlier in the week and he said to me, he's like, you know, this guy, because of that contract's probably going to fall to the five, six, eight range somewhere in there. He's like, there's no way he gets past the the caps because all they do is drift Russians. So, you know, he was going there. He was going to hang out with Ovechkin and they were like, Flyers did the right thing. They took the guy that that team wanted. And it's okay that he hangs out over there for another year. Maybe he doesn't stay all, all – t- well, he's, he's got two years left, I think it is, right? Uh, 
Like he could come over 25. Yeah, yes, yeah, so he had a full an option yeah, there or something. Exactly. Yeah, he had so, a full three. He had a three-year contract. He's in the first year. Right. So, you know, but this, the Flyers are not, let's be honest, they're not ready to contend for another couple of years. They're still building. Briere's still in the process of tearing down uh, and, and, and gathering assets and then rebuilding. This is, you know, I don't want to say the process, but this is the process light. This is, you know, and, and we've seen other hockey teams, other, other um, you know, organizations have to do this too. They were very good for a long time. They tried to hang on for a while. They were they they toiled in that like not really relevant range for too long, and then you got to eventually just tear it down, take all the draft picks, run all the young kids out there, and and let them play. Put a good coach with them, uh, and and see what happens. So the Flyers are going to be ready to to really play some hockey and contend and be dangerous and be super tough to deal with because young players are fast players, young players are energetic players. They're going to be real tough to deal with. And by the way, I don't know how long Torch stays on the bench, but I'll tell you what, if he's the guy that gets a lot of these dudes and gets them started, I'm not saying finishes them, but gets them started in the league and puts them through his grinder. Mm -hmm. Ah, dude, you're going to have a lot and that's, of dudes. Well, and that's exactly why, like, you, you you mentioned, like, the process, right? And, like, it's like the Flyers version. Mm -hmm. it, it is, but it's not because they're not going to tank. Because Torts, I mean, they, they've already been on record. Torts is always going to make them play hard. Always. He will not He will not purposely lose games. And, Correct. You know, say what you want. I mean, may, I, I guess everybody literally needs to say that. But if you know Torts, if you know his mentality, if you understand how he operates – the dude can't lose a game. He's not going to purposely lose a game. Now, obviously the talent level of the flyers next year and the, probably the season after is not going to be, a, a, you know, where they're going to be matching up well against teams. Yeah. So they're going to lose more than they win. Right. And sure. the bottom line is, yeah, yes, it is there. It's their process. Like it's their version minus the, Intentional, blatant, yeah, yeah, the blatant losing, <laughs> the blatant losing. losing. You know what I mean? Oh wait, we got um, a guy that's actually playing well. Let's get him out of town. Yeah, oh, I gotta get him out. <laughs> um, oh no, no, we can't have him. He's gonna make us win too many games. He's yeah. gotta go. So the Flyers moved. They moved um, Hayes, Kevin Hayes, the other day. Um, all they got was a sixth rounder, and they're still eating fifty percent of the contract. That's yeah, right. People were mad about it. I, I get it, but like, listen, man. That tells me two things. First of all, the market was not good for Hayes. That means that nobody really wanted him. Exactly. And second of all, that tells me that they literally just need to clear cap and get draft picks. That's well, all they care cap, about right clear now. Clear cap and get draft picks. It also tells me they didn't want that dude anywhere. They don't want him. Young guys. Exactly. Exactly. So there's something else behind the scenes there. There's a reason other teams didn't want him, and it's not just the money. And there's a reason they didn't want him around their young guys. Right, it's not the money because the Flyers were willing to pay for fifty percent of his contract. Yeah, exactly. Peace out, get out. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's the door, dude. Like, yeah. Listen, I don't. I, I don't know. Later. You know, I don't know him from uh, from from Paul. You he know, to knock but, on my door right now, I wouldn't know <laughs> who the hell he is. No, um, I would recognize him, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know his mentality. I don't know his you know mindset. I have no idea. Right. But they do. Get out of they town, do. bro. See you. And listen, I love what they're doing. We, we've said this before on the podcast. I love that they have these guys in here that are hockey guys that are winners in the in the sport 
Patrick Sharp is a winner. I don't care. I know that one of them was against us. I know. I fucking remember it. Trust me. <laughs> but, you know, like these guys get it. They understand hockey. And then you have guys who have played in Philly, which I believe is very, very important because, um, you know, people that don't play here don't understand it here. Right. So you're, you either need to be from here or you need to have played here. Right. Those, those are the two options. And they didn't just get guys that had a cup of coffee here. No, exactly. Like these are the, Keith Jones is, Keith Jones, career here. He, Keith Jones has been here for 20 plus years. If you count his NHL career and his radio career, dude owns farms here. And, and it's crazy. You know? uh, I mean, so like what they're doing, it's not the same thing. It's like everybody was concerned. Like, Oh, they're just doing the same thing. Got Bobby Clark and blah, blah, blah. No. Nope. It's not that this time. This is not the same thing. And I think it's different. I believe in them. I really do. And I want hockey back, dude. I miss hockey. I miss hockey, too. And I'm not a puckhead, but I I do miss hockey, man. Uh, But you would watch it, though. Like, when you're available, you would watch it. And that's the whole problem. It's not not like, oh, clear the schedule. Tuesday Uh, night, I'm watching the Flyers. No, no, no. Yeah, there are people like that. But, like, listen. People have people have lives, dude. Like you know, yeah. it is what it is. Like dude, you catch the second years. half of the Sixers game. You know, yeah. you catch the second half of the fly, the third quarter, third period of the Flyers game. Whatever it is, hundred percent. You just when when they when they put a forward and effort, it's it it makes the people interested. It creates a buzz, and it's missing. And I can't wait to get it back. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I and I said this uh, like we talked a while back. I went to a game this year. Haven't been to a hockey game in a while, dude. It was a Listen, I had a good you said time. it was horrible. I had a good time with my friends there. Right, that was it though. Uh, the product, <laughs> right. the atmosphere, uh, really, it was horrendous. Listen, they share that arena with another team. The other team knows how to make the time in between what's going on on the court. Oh my god, really dude. entertaining, dude. Sixers uh, games are electric. They are. They absolutely they are. got they got the fucking dudes come out and banging the drums. They got fucking they got the what's his name uh, out there fucking throwing backwards fucking half court shots. They got fucking flames shooting up out yeah, during the fucking intros stuff going on all the time. We come got a on, dude man. playing pop songs on an organ. Yeah, like that. We got to get, with, we gotta get with the times here. Dingy lighting. Just like, dude, I'm like, I don't <laughs> need to feel like I'm in the spectrum. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like make me feel like I'm in a modern arena. Because it is still, I mean, it's older now, but it's been retrofitted. It's modern enough. Uh, yeah, it's, it was. it's just been a bad product. I promise you, and I guarantee you, all these guys that they're bringing in, they remember what it was like when that place was rocking back in the day. They're going to make that in-between time fun, oh, too. Dude, there is nothing. That. I do want to go see a game this year. Just be, Even if the product, even if the team is under talented they're gonna play hard as shit we might be able to work something out i have to talk i have to talk to kenny we might be able to get a little might be able to get a little podcast podcast giveaway situation because i know kenny has some kenny has some uh some contacts so so do i honestly you know i you know we might be able to work some some, pull some strings (laughs) (laughs) yeah you work you work for the you work for the state well the county so yeah yeah i don't have those kind of contacts (laughs) yeah Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think it'll be it's going to be a fun year for Flyers. Um, I love that pick based on everything I've heard from you, from my chiropractor, from, you know, all the stuff I even read about the guy. 
Um, you know, he could be one of those dudes that could be franchise altering. And he falls to number seven because the other teams above them are trying to win now. The Flyers know that they're not going to. They can Listen, afford man. to wait a little bit. They're not in any hurry, which is fine. I get it. Like, and honestly, I don't really want them to be in a hurry because they don't, they when you when you hurry, you have the Mets. <laughs> it's true. Correct. You know, and Correct. when you hurry, you have the Mets. And speaking of the Mets, they had um, their owner had a had a um, I don't even know what you want to call it. It was a press conference, but he just sat at a table, and you know, I I actually listened to it because I was on the lawnmower. So I, you know, I was like, "Fuck Perfect it, I'm gonna time listen, listen to this. trash radio." Yeah, I'm gonna listen like, to this yeah, stupid. Like I'm gonna listen to this stupid fucking press conference about the Mets. I was, I was expecting nothing because I, I knew that this whole pot, this whole thing was probably just a pandering performance by by Cohen to to come out and say, "Hey, you know, we're really disappointed in our performance so far this year," and that's exactly what it was, dude. Yeah. It's exactly what it was, and honestly, that's that's a press conference you don't do. In my opinion, no, like you don't do everybody's that. like online. Everybody was on Twitter giving him credit. He's like, this is great transparency. You know, I'm like, fuck that. It's not transparency. You guys are fucking failing. You guys spent a billion dollars and you're fucking going to you're You might not even sniff the playoffs. You Transfer- might not sniff it. Tra- transparency. Transparency. Come on, dude. Come dude, the fuck on. That's not. No, no. That he's out and he and honestly, dude, he threw the players completely. That's just what I was going to say. If you're going out there like that as an owner, you're throwing everybody that you've hired. And by the way, as the owner, you have one job yourself. Fund the team. And pick the right people to run it. By the way, he hasn't even picked the baseball operations. He hasn't even picked the president of baseball operations. No, why would he do that? They have none. They have none. do that? He he's said he's a billionaire. He's got all you the know, in the world. He knows what he's I'm doing. I'm looking. I'm looking to hire someone for baseball operations, but I'm not gonna. I'm available. Uh, I'm not gonna just. I'm not just gonna pick. <laughs> I'm not I'm just available. gonna pick. I can do better than what you guys are doing now. I can tell you that. It's incredible. the The mismanagement that's happening there is incredible. To be honest yeah. with you, and anybody I, that isn't. would give him any kind of props for that uh, at all, and the way that whole franchise is run. Come on, man. Like then you see reports that Scherzer would would waive his no trade. And I'm telling you right now, if the Phillies, if the Phillies were, were, are serious about trying to make a run this year, I'd fucking go get him. I mean, with that giant contract, another year on it. Just no, this is the last year. Is it? I thought there is a player option. There's a player player. option. Yeah, he's going to pick that up because nobody's going to give him that again. So he's forty-three million. Yeah, I mean, he'd be dumb not to. I mean, and and could you just just think about that? He ain't dumb. Uh, I would, I would, so, all right, if I'm cashing, so as long as it doesn't cost us a lot because of the contract, yeah, go get them. Oh yeah, no, I, I'd be trying to make the Mets pot, like pay some of that shit. Oh, hundred percent. But I mean, as far as an asset goes, like, I don't want to give up but, you know, my top five guys for him. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. It depends what it would take. And it's, this is like pie in the sky. Right. But like, yeah. think about this rotation, Scherzer, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Walker, like, come I'm on, dude. Pretty filthy. Well, that's disgusting. Assuming Nola continues to slowly pull his head out of his ass. Well, and Nola again is in trouble. It's eight to two. It's bottom of the fifth. He's got the he's got the bases loaded now. Bases, G. no outs, no great. outs. Great, great, great. Yeah, dude, he he's got to get away from that inning. I don't know what's going on with that, bro. Um, I know. I, I would, I would trade everybody they got to go get Sohi. 
show he show he i i would too i would do anything not, it's not it. even it's not even like a question in my mind i don't care what the prospect is i don't care if you think he's gonna be fucking nolan fucking ryan yep shohei otani is better than that yes and he's better than that right now and he'll be better than that for the next five to six years i mean least. that's that and that's that's not even like i don't even that's not even going out on a limb no this guy this guy is literally doing shit that we may never see happen again in baseball generational talent legitimately generational i mean we talent. might see a pitcher that can hit but not like this no Mm-mm. the no. dude leads the league in homers it's dude he's unreal man <laughs> And he, and he keeps flip-flopping for leading the league in K's. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's insane. You don't, like, you don't even, like, this is like playing fucking MLB The Show over that's here. That's what it is. You know? It, it, that's what it is. He's playing, he's playing PlayStation. Everybody else is playing the actual sport. Yeah. He and is, he's got, to, and he's got, like, the degree of difficulty turned way down because he's just k and everybody. Blow him around. Dude, he's so good and so Nola just Nola just walked in a run. Uh God. This is so now we're gonna. Now game. this is gonna. gonna now this is gonna game by the end of this inning, dude. He yeah, now this is gonna turn into into a double play. Come on, bro. A live a live cast of Nola failing. That's what this is gonna turn into. Uh, I I let me ask you this, just a off the cuff question. Um, would you consider trading Nola? Yes, I would. Uh, it depends on what we're getting back. Um, we it's have no control Nola for Scherzer right now. I'm not saying they would do that. I'm just saying like, cause now you got a younger guy versus a dude that's only going to be here for a year. Yeah. Like I, that, I don't think I'd do, but you know, we have no control over Nola, right? Nola so we've and, run out- and two of our top five prospects for Shohei. Yes. Three. Y- yes. <laughs> Nola, Nola and any other player on our team beside Bryce and Cam? Let's see who are the untouchables. Bryce is the untouch. Bryce is untouchable. Castellanos is untouchable. JT Romuto is untouchable. Trey Turner is untouchable. Trey Turner is untouchable. I don't know about Cast. That might be or, it. Uh, or JT, they might not. That might be. That might be it, though. I don't, I'm not even sure that. Two, I mean, Bryce and Trey Turner are definitely untouchable. I don't know if, and um, I think Wheeler is too. Um, Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about pitchers. Yeah, big pitchers I, we're not going to get into, but um, but as far as position players go, I think maybe it might only be those two. I don't know truly that Castellanos and JT are untouchable, but yeah. I, I, it would have to be, I that would be tough to part with them and still, because you're going to leave a giant hole in your lineup one way or the other. Um, yeah, like so at that point, I don't think you would even do do that trade. Um, no, they no, want prospects, dude. If they're making if they're making that trade, they're going to want prospects. They're not looking for. And the, well, and they're not. I don't. I don't think they're going to make that trade. I was thinking about this the other day. Like I'm looking at the standings and stuff. They're they're for the first time like a couple games over 500. Yeah, they're, they're actually in a playoff right race. You yeah. know, so they they're probably not even going to be looking to make a trade. No, especially since every team in Major League Baseball has a chance to make the playoffs at this point because that's the way the structure is. So, and, and listen, we took advantage of it last year. I'm good with it. Uh, it makes it more interesting, but it means less trades and it means less teams are going to be willing to give up those types of guys. Um, it amazes me how poorly that organization is run too. You got Mike Trout and Otani and you can't win anything. 
like you should be able to do a little something. You know what I mean? They've what had is- they've had Trout and Otani for you know for a while, yeah. and they still they still fuck it up. You're like, ah, yeah, nah, we're small market. I don't care. And are they really? No, it's L.A., right. dude. Like, stop acting like you're. The, honestly, dude, the Angels need to get out of L.A. Yeah, they do. Move the Angels to Nashville. That uh, they probably win a World Series. Nashville. Yeah. Uh, are they talking about Nashville for an MLB team? There's no talk about any any MLB team, but I I think that well, I mean relocation. Well, What's the team that's moving? Um, Oakland is going to yeah, um, Oakland. Oakland's going to move to Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, and I, I just, I just know that Nashville has become, um, you know, like a sports hotbed. It has. And I think that they would support a baseball team. And I think that you know, with that support, would come winning. I just do. They would, and I, I wouldn't. I honestly would. wouldn't be surprised would if the fucking Marlins are out of there soon. Marlins, dude. Nobody goes to the games. Nobody. No, no, no. Well, the fact that the Marlins have had a team down there as long as they have is astounding because that's the. It's unbe- it's unbelievable. You can't make it's like it sounds it sounds like bullshit. It's it like I wouldn't even believe you. I don't know how they. Well, they never do make money. They win World Series and don't win money. Or don't I know. Win money. I mean, that's the I ridiculous know. part. Like the, those guys are. Yeah, that you're not wrong, dude. Nashville would be a great spot for a uh, pro baseball team. It really would. That that's the type of thing that. 100% that community and those fans would support. I agree with you. That would be a great, great landing spot. Um, I don't know about the A's going to Vegas. Something about that doesn't sit right with me. Um, well, I, it sucks for the fans because the yeah. fans are actually, the fans actually still care. I mean, obviously they don't, they're not going to the games as much, but Listen, I, I've had this conversation before, and I think like the only power that you have as a fan is to not show up when the team is not performing. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually got into an argument with somebody on, on Twitter about this. Like, you know, they were saying, like, you know, Philly fans are fair weather. They only show up when the team wins and blah, blah. And I'm, I said, listen, you can say everybody's fair weather because, in my opinion, you are doing your city and your team a disservice if all you do is blindly show up to every game, regardless of the product on the field, Correct. if the product on the field is shit, I am not, I am not going to spend $300 uh, for my family to just get in the gate. That's no. not happening. No. Dude. No, 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 no. Like, uh, so you, you guys need to put, you guys need to show me that you care and then I'll, and then I'll come to the game. I'm still going to watch the games. Right. I'm not, but I'm not going to go. Right. I'm not going to support you. That's that's like going look at the Flyers attendance. The Flyers attendance was shit. Why? Because the fans were sending a message to the team that this is not acceptable. Yeah, for the first I don't time. understand. I don't understand why other cities think that like that's being fair weather. That's the, not fair weather. You're still a fan. You're rooting for them to do better. You're just not there when they're absolute dreck. Like So you know, like I just looked up the average the average attendance per game um in the major league baseball. And uh, obviously, you could guess who's in last. Who's in last place? Oakland, right? Mm. Who's next to last? Marlins. Marlins. Yeah. They they are averaging. Get this. Twelve thousand per game. Doesn't that stadium hold like seventy five or something? It's that's huge, right. That's atrocious. And they just built a brand new stadium with a dome. Oh my god. 
they yeah, thought they one. thought it's big. Yeah, yeah it's right? massive. They they thought that people weren't coming to the games because there was rain threat, blah blah blah. <laughs> so they got this dome. Now the people still don't go to the games. Why? Because they don't give a fuck about yeah. baseball there. Nobody cares. They just dude. don't, man. Also, M- move the Marlins to Mexico City. I bet you they'd be better. Oh, they support it. <laughs> fucking right you goddamn right they would uh nolan got out of that top of six feels eight to four he did i was too busy ranting yeah, about that's uh, okay that's okay I, I figured i'd jump in for the <laughs> update there real quick and he got he got out of the inning on a pop out to short so yep. Um, yep. but yeah like you know there's if you don't put a good product out there whether it's the court the field the ice i don't care what it is um fans can want the, the team to do well and root for them with all their heart and have the merch and everything else, you cannot expect people with what things cost today and with what we all earn, because we all have regular jobs, uh, to turn around and dump money into going to that experience when it's a crap experience. They don't want to go to someplace and watch my team get the shit kicked out of them repeatedly. (laughs) When I can sit and watch that in my own Living the room. comfort of your own For home with, with yeah. in your underwear. And drink a $15 beer or $16 beer <laughs> yeah, right? I got to get carded for, even yeah. without any hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, come on, man. Like, you know, uh, like, like the stadium experience is great when the team is doing well. And listen, every year there's going to be teams that have a down year. The NFL has something figured out. Number one, their product is limited. So it's not 82 games. It's not 164 games, 162 games. It is limited. You get 17 weeks of it. So right there, you're limiting your demand. The other thing that they do is, you know, every year that that the league has a lot of parity. There's teams that float to the top, teams that float to the bottom. The next year, it's because of the it's because their scheduling process yes. is perfect. Yep, they they flip those schedules around, and the next year, those teams that were on the bottom. Lo and behold, they're mid pack or even up at the top all of a sudden. So, well, you know what else? You know what else? Jason mentioned to me. I was talking to him, going back and forth a little bit uh, on Twitter a couple, like a couple days ago, about this. It, oh, it was when the Phillies were on Apple TV, and this—that's what drove him to to this point, right? Like the the Phillies are on fucking Apple TV. They're talking about how baseball is is, is struggling and how not enough people are into baseball, not enough people are watching baseball. And then they literally make deals with companies like Apple TV where you have to literally pay for another subscription service to just see the game. Right. So the another another thing that the NFL does right, which every other every other league fails to do, is that they make their games available for well, free. Yes. Except, for free. Except they are now running what what is it Thursday? What when when is the uh Amazon? They're play? starting to dip their toe. They are dipping their toe, yeah. and people are pissed about it. Yeah, they're pissed, they dude. And they should be. Now I have Prime, so it doesn't matter to me. You I mean, I mean going? most people have Prime. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, pretty much. But you know where I'm not going for a football game? I'm not flipping on any of my apps for a flip football game. Generally, like it doesn't even cross my mind to do it. So if it's not a team I'm invested in, even if it's a good game. A lot of times I'll be like, oh shit, like midway through, I'll get an update on the phone and go, oh shit, I forgot about it. And then I'll go find it. But like, right. I'm not, I'm not as invested with it. Um, where if I was just flipping channels after I get home from work, you know, and it's right there on ESPN or, or whatever, like, yeah, man, I'm going to see it. I'm going to sit there and watch it. Um, and I'm going to watch all those advertisements that you see 
uh, yep. on it. And that's what drives all of it in the end. Yep. When you can charge yep. a couple million dollars for a 30 second spot, <laughs> you know, uh, it's what, true. What, but what, like, you know, the, the, the accessibility, the accessibility of football is unlike any other sport and it will never be matched because of the sheer volume. It's not possible for NBC 10 to, to air every Phillies game. It's not possible to, they'll never, they'll never even make that deal because the, the local networks aren't even involved when it comes to the NFL, making deals with NBC, making deals with Fox, the, these, the local networks don't have a choice on the matter. They don't. It's not because it's such a limited product. It belongs to national media. Now the radio, exactly. the radio feeds different, but yes. yeah, I mean like there is no, like we have our Eagles pregame stuff and, and sometimes you'll get a simulcast where if the Eagles are the national game, they'll also be broadcast on, uh, you know, channel six or whatever too. I yeah. mean, it, it yeah. happens from time to time. Um, but that's not the norm. You know, and also this is a market that's a little different. Like we are in Philadelphia, we are a little bit spoiled in that regard because Philadelphia, New York, probably I'm assuming Boston, like, and maybe Chicago, some of these bigger markets, they they do always show the games. Some teams still get blacked out, which that I I understand that at all. I know. Um, you know, and and I mean, weren't they blacking out Raiders games before they went to Vegas? Was that one mm-hmm. of their strategies? Yeah, something like that. Like, like that. So, what are you doing? You're you're pissing. You're literally pissing off the fans and saying, "Well, you, you can't watch it for free because the stadium's not sold out." Right. So I've heard I've heard different different um, like takes on this blackout thing. I heard that they got rid of it. I heard that it's different. I heard that all these different. It's hard to even it's hard to even put your finger on what's going on at the bottom the end of the day, the majority of NFL games, almost regardless of the quality of the team are sold out. Mm-hmm. And you know, the reason, the reason for that is because of the product is just elite. It's an elite product. The NFL. It is not, it is. you know, not every team's elite, obviously like, you know, um, but yeah, are you looking it up? Are you checking into uh, it? I am. So, the last, ultimately, no games would be blacked out at all during the 2014 season. On March 23rd, 2015, the NFL owners voted to suspend the blackout rules for the 2015 season. This doesn't tell me when their last game Right, like, did out. they I, bring that I back? I would swear that something got blacked out in the last couple of years. But then again, I've pretty much lost the last couple of years. So, (laughs) you know, like maybe to me, 2015 is yesterday. So, yeah. For those who don't know, Gordy works in the, um, the health sector of public health, uh, for a county (laughs) in New Jersey. And obviously, uh, it's been a shit show for three years. So, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) we're emerging now. I can see exactly. He's coming. He sees the, the light again. Light at the end of the Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, the NFL's the NFL's elite. Nothing's ever going to touch it. Correct. And, you know, it's just there's and that's fine. I'm I, I'm OK with it. I love the NFL. I don't need I don't give a fuck how many people like any sport as long as I like it. I don't care if like five people like hockey. Fuck it. I don't care. I love hockey. So I like hockey. So I <laughs> it's always funny to me how people get like uppity or argue with people about yeah, what sports better or what sport you're, you're a fucking idiot for watching hockey. Like, 
what? That, yeah, that's, what? A, like, that's a terrible <laughs> take. Anybody that says that is like one of those dudes that like has a shirt that says "I love sport." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just to be a dick because yeah, they yeah, hate yeah, sports yeah, yeah. in like, general. Yeah, yeah. That's that's who that is. Like, uh, you're a hockey fan. Like, and that's fine. Like, don't like sports. I'm not going to say, oh, you're less of a guy because you don't like sports. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Hey, thank you. What's it? But you're not gonna. What's it like? What's it like? <laughs> what's it like to not have your heart ripped out by some entity that you will never um, be personally responsible for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's the thing. It's and, and it is. It's you invest all of your being from your time, your money, your effort, your energy, your yeah. your wardrobe, your decorations, everything. And you, it's crazy, dude. And you tie stuff to it and you get into it because we all like to live vicariously through others. Everybody wants to be a fucking rock star, man. All of us. Some get to actually do it. See, others. Nickelback, Nickel, Nickelback yeah. wasn't all wrong. That song, you know. Yeah, Nickelback's pretty wrong. Let's not give those guys any credit. But, but they were right. Everybody wants to be a rock star. Wants to be a rock star. I mean, it's the truth, man. And movie stars, they want to be rock stars. Rock stars, they want to be athletes. Uh, athletes. What is it? I wonder what an athlete. athlete. Yeah, athletes or, probably or, want to be movie stars. stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, but in the end, we all just want the camera on it. The human nature is to want to be able to show off and show out every now and then, right? Like, it's just, we all want that. We all want to be the best at whatever it is that we do. If you don't have that drive, I don't care if you're, you know, planting a lemon tree or baking cookies or playing basketball or, you know, working on spreadsheets. If you're not trying to be the best at it and make it happen, like, to the best of your ability... I don't know what that's like. It's not how I was raised. It's not how I operate. Like anything you try to do and you're the same way, you know, Kenny's the same way. Like, you know, you try to do the best you can because that's our nature. I see the game and I want to be the game. That's what it is to be a fan. You're you're stepping into their shoes. How would I Right. Like you either want to be you want to be a player, you want to be the manager, mm-hmm. you want to make the decisions, you want to you want to make the lineup, you want to argue why that's not the right lineup. I would do this. Yep. Uh you know, I want to pick this bullpen guy or you know, I would run why are we running an ISO? We should be running a you know, it, it's all it's all you know, why are we running a handoff? We need to be running an out route. Look at that quarterback. Right, right, not, right, right. You know, right. like it's all this. Like, it's all of it. Dude, it's it's you step into their shoes because again, we all work in the real world. We all live in the real world. Those are dream jobs, man. To get to play a sport, to get to play a game that you played as a kid to make a living. Or be involved in the game that you played as a kid to make a living in any way. <laughs> it's incredible. You know? And, it's and incredible. Nobody ever thought that they would earn that type of money. That's the <laughs> that's the cream on the on the on the yeah. cake right there. You know what I mean? Like it really is. But like, I mean, dude, like we all want to be able to do that. Uh the funniest really? thing is to me that like all the athletes that are out there, they all want to go and play other sports. They all want to be golfers. Yeah. Or they or they want to go do you know whatever pick another sport you know what I mean like it's it's nuts man like you 
it, there's something about human nature that we want to invest. We want to put our hearts on our sleeves. We want to be that. I just have a feeling there's certain towns, certain cities that do it a little bit more than others. Philadelphia is one. New York is definitely one. Uh, and I don't give New York credit for anything. But, I mean, I'll, I'll say it is. Their fans might be idiots, but they're passionate. You know? Oh, yeah. Boston, yeah, same sure. thing. Chicago, same thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of those types of towns out there. Um, and And that's... That's the nature of being a fan. That's what it's about. You invest and you become that on that given day during that two to three hour time frame, you know? And then we let it ruin the rest of our week when it doesn't work out for us. Exactly. (laughs) So, dude, listen to this number. It's fucking staggering. The Phillies attendance this year, by the way, they're the most, they're the most improved attendance in baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not close. Uh, yeah. The Phillies, the Phillies attendance this year, year over year, th- same amount of games, like compared 35 games to 35 games at home up 384,000 people. Shit. That's an average that's of games. almost, that's an average of almost 11,000 more yeah. per game. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, 10, 10, 11,000 more game. Jesus. The next, the next closest um, rise is 227,000. What team was that? That's th- that's the Cleveland Guardians. That's less than 50, 50 it's around 5,800. Gotcha. That's, I mean, it's so, nice little come up too. But yeah, it's like the Phillies are almost double. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, in, that's incredible. So uh, you want to call that. What do they, do you have what they average uh, per game right now? Average attendance per game this year is 39,307. Okay. And what's a sellout for them? Is it 48? It's like 40. No, it's less than that. It feels like in the 43s, 44, okay. right in that range, yeah, yeah. I think. I know. That, I mean, well, the bank's not the biggest stadium. It's no, and it's, and it's fine. It's it's like the perfect size. I mean, if it was any bigger, I I, I don't know. I, I, I like the size of it. It's I, it's I love I love the stadium. I love, the stadium I love it, too. I think it's phenomenal. It's a great atmosphere. You, you can watch the game, everything. dude. You can watch the game from literally anywhere. Anywhere. Yep. It's it, it's it's the greatest. I, I wish that every stadium was like that. Mm-hmm. You can you can you don't have to miss a pitch. No, that was that was a well designed stadium. It fits what the need is for the fan base, and it's spot on. Uh, I know people are like, oh, we need a dome or we need a closed nah. roof or, or like nah, a baseball retractable, retractable. I hate, I hate that. I hate the, I, the, the retractable roof. Like I can, I can probably be convinced that that's okay because you're still outside. Yeah, I could get with that over, over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like what, um, like what, uh, Houston did, um, what the Marlins did, mm-hmm. what the Brewers did, you know, they have the retractable, which. I don't know. I don't think I don't know if it rains enough here to for to warrant a retractable dome. I mean, I don't know. Even if it does, I, don't I, know. I just I listen, man. Baseball supposed to be played outside. Football I think I think just in our nature, dude. I think in our nature as like people from this area, like the elements is like part of it. It is like you just just suck it up. Yeah. That's part of it. It's a part of it. That's a, like that's our mentality. Like, because like, you, you imagine the Eagles ever playing in a fucking dome? No, that'd be lame as shit. No. The Eagles are never nobody would no, like nobody would want that. Listen, listen, I know everybody complains about and Kenny fucking hates cold games like he hates <laughs> it with a passion. I get that. So do I. It's not amazing. 
but I would not, you would not want the Eagles game in a dome in December. You wouldn't want it. No, no, not I, at all. I just don't believe you. I, I don't think you would. I, I, I mean, maybe that's a wrong, maybe that's a hot take. I don't fucking know. No, I, to me, like I said, man, like the sport, these sports are supposed to be played outside the elements, the weather. It is a part of it. I mean, do you want to see your team who's the better team get neutralized because of, say, you know, snow or right. Water. It takes home field advantage basically out. It can. I mean, I lost a bunch of money, you know, a couple of years ago when it happened to uh Green Bay. I I, I know somebody lost a whole lot of money because it happened <laughs> to Green Bay. Um, but hey man, I mean that's a part of it. That's a part of it. You know, you gotta check yep. the weather forecast in football. That's that's a part of it. That's um, that's that you know, the you, that's another aspect though of being a fan that like changes things is the gambling aspect and yeah you know obviously a slippery slope like right but you know the way that it's set up now it's less of a slippery slope than it was and honestly it was probably more of a slippery slope back when it wasn't legal because because yeah you you know you could get in with some random guy for thousands of dollars just because you said you were good for it and now all of a sudden you got you owe this fucking jabroni five grand because you bet like a dumbo you know what i mean like exactly because i I that doesn't that that won't happen that's not going to happen now no 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 no. you got to put your money in your DraftKings account or you're not that's right you got to front the money money. (laughs) you can't put any bets in you're fronting that money so yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you're right. I I actually think uh, it made it probably more accessible to a younger audience and a more widespread audience. But uh, I think it's probably safer now than it was in the past. I mean, you know, you didn't even have to if you if you There's ran no in the right now. circles, <laughs> dude. You didn't even have to say you were good for the money. All you had to do was be like, yeah, I'm interested. Okay, here's the five yeah. k credit line. What do you want to do? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> So, yeah, like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the other thing that I'm actually looking forward to uh, this week is uh, not only free agency in the NBA, uh, but also I am very curious to see what happens with these gambling suspensions with the NFL. Yeah, like they're, they are throwing around gambling suspensions like with more weight than like when somebody, you know, does something that they shouldn't do to their wife. Yeah. Or. Yeah. They are, you know, it's, it's a year suspension period. End of story. No tolerance. And that might be the only way that they can actually. Yeah. Like I understand it. their, their point, right? Their point is they're putting their foot in the, they're put, they drew a line in the sand. They said, don't fucking gamble on, on, on football. Uh-huh. If you do, you will be suspended for a full year. And they fucking did it to one of the best receivers in the game at the time. Yep. And you know, he's coming back this year, by the way, which should be interesting. Yeah, he's coming back and it, it will be interesting. Um, you know, but I mean, I don't how many guys do you see actually lose a year of their career and actually come back and be the same guy or better? It's not it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen. You know, no. there's and you would think with football, honestly, if there's a sport that you can do it, I would you would think it would be football just on appearances because it's I'm telling you what though. I'm telling you, man, that Jaguars team is Oh, they're going to be, gonna be they're going to be something. They're going to be very good and the Dolphins are going to be very good. Assuming assuming their quarterback stays upright. Um, yes. You know, they're going to be very very good too. Um that's going to be a really fun division to watch and see what happens. Um to be quite honest with you. 
just to touch on on the birds uh, here a little bit. Um, I do believe they win the NFC East this year. I do think that they probably win a couple less games this year. Uh, the schedule is significantly more difficult. And like you said, a lot of changes. There's probably going to be some regression. And it may not even necessarily be regression. I think it's just going to be getting their feet under them to start uh, is is probably what's going to end up happening, you know? Well, we should definitely we should definitely touch on this because I I kind of hinted at it on Twitter and I, I mean, um, you know, other things going on. Obviously, we're not going to just bust in here with Eagles like ninety four WIP does uh, every day, every second of every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, and not just WIP. It's also uh, the fanatic. Well, wait, um, there's a there's an asteroid coming to Earth. But first, Eagles news. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's the Eagles retained water boy, John Smith. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, everybody at this point has seen the Colin Cowherd um, bit about the offensive line and, you know, how the Eagles are likely to be the team to take a step back from the playoffs last year. Um, and, and the number one reason that he listed, well, he listed a few reasons that I actually think do hold water. Um, a few. But the, you know, the one reason that he listed that does hold water is that they lost both coordinators. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a big deal. I think that it's a bigger deal than anyone really is giving credit to. We'll see how much of a deal it is, but, you know, it's not to be discounted. I don't think that the team just keeps going. You know, I, I don't think that that's how it's going to be. I think that they will struggle, um, at least in the beginning, to get their footing with the new coordinator. I do. Yeah. And I, um, I also believe that that's valid. Again, more so on the offensive side with Steichen leaving, um, you know. But I, I do too. I think that, that is a uh, that's a hurdle to overcome. And you know, personnel is obviously a big one. You know, I know everybody keeps on telling me that I'm an idiot because Miles Sanders is whatever. But I, like. You know, he's when you're trying to replace player, man. He's a good football when player. you're trying to replace that quantity of yards and that and those carries, you know, you're going to have to spread that out over three or four guys. And I think that that's what they're willing to do. But that's that's barring injury. And, you know, the guys that they have are injury prone. And I think running back is a is a possible weakness for them this year. We'll see. Hopefully I hope I'm wrong. Um, You know, and the other thing is the schedule. The schedule is insanely hard. I mean, if if they win more than nine games, that that's that's an incredible season to me because with all the changes and the schedule combined, you know, winning ten or eleven games would be absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, I I, I personally think they probably win ten. To be honest with you, yeah, and that would be a great season um, if they win eleven. That's unbelievable. Anything more than eleven is like. If they win, if they win more than eleven, they should be locks for the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I personally think right now. I mean, obviously this will change and ebb, whatever. We're gonna see training camp here in a couple weeks, and um, Gordy, you might be you might be guest starring again. You know, while Kenny's in um, paternity leave uh, from the podcast, but um, I you know this this might change to both of them soon. Yes, soon. yes, they got the they got the bun in the oven, mm-hmm. and you know um. I just think that they're that it's almost it's almost naive to think that they won't take a step back. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. 
you know, the one thing, and, and to circle back to the other team when and the, the sports radio personalities, you know, they like to talk about continuity and all that kind of stuff. Again, how many how many coordinators has Hertz had now? <laughs> He's had a new coordinator every year. Even in college, too. For two? He had Steichen for two. Yeah, that was the first yeah. time he had one for and two look years. Look what he did. And now, now this guy that's replaced him is along the same lines, but it's not the same guy calling the plays. It's not the same relationship. So it's still, you know, different. And there are a lot of behind the scenes things, not necessarily behind the scenes, but like not players on the field changes that we don't see. And I don't think are getting taken into account when people just look at the roster, you know, uh, Lots of talented teams have existed over the years. Many have failed to live up to that talent. And a lot of that falls to how those guys are deployed and the positions they're put in, not to be cliche, but by the coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and the coordinators and all that stuff. So uh, I, I think they have a good coaching staff. I like the guys that they replaced um, or, or that they got in, I should say. Steichen was the one dude I did not want to see leave. I really didn't. You and I talked about that. I think I even said that in the group text with everybody like yeah. a while, while back a year ago, whatever it was like, yeah, like that was the dude I didn't want to see leave at all. Uh, was happy to get rid of uh, the defensive uh, dildo. Uh, getting yeah. him out of here. Um, Voldemort. But you know, the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the, the guys behind the scenes, you know, it all remains to be seen. Uh, this team has the talent to contend. Uh, they are going to be loaded in a number. You know, I just don't. Ways, I just don't know. Like it, it you know, it is different. how much different better. It, it's a different year. You, you, there's everything. Everything changes. Everything's different. And just just like the Phillies, just like everybody piled on the Phillies and said, you know, just because you started like shit and then made it to the fucking World Series last year doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. Right, because this is a different fucking year, and it's the same thing with the Eagles, man. Yeah. Just because they rolled through the schedule and murdered everyone along the way does not mean that that's going to happen again. And listen, that's we have to be pre- yeah. we have to be prepared for this team to to hit some adversity this year. Yeah. With that, even if you just look at the schedule, you know it's it's going to happen. So, listen, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. But the one thing that he did say that was fucking bullshit was and this was his number one thing was that his the offensive line is old not not as old extreme was it extremely extremely old? Extra- extraordinarily old I mean, whatever, or something whatever like that adjective he threw in front of it right there yeah, yeah. i was like guess huh? what dumbass you're an idiot they're not they're not you got two guys they have in their 30s. they have two guys who are mid-30s and they are both elite yeah. and they are both the best at their position in the in the sport correct and then you, everybody else is 26 and under. So please tell me how they're old. Please tell me how they're crusty. Yeah. Come on, yeah. dude. Like, that, on. you know what that tells me? That tells me he had some, you know, intern write that line for him and do that research for him for that little bit. Cause that, that ain't him looking at that. Or if it is, he's just a, well, he's a moron. So he's a Philly hating moron. Anyway, he's a talking head. You know what I mean? Like he's a hot take artist, which I get like he got his, it, listen, when you do a sports talk show every fucking day, I, I would imagine that you're like scraping the barrel at times to like come up with hot take shit to say, 
So like, listen, fine. And he knows that he knows that we, he gets a reaction out of us every time he says anything about Philadelphia. Sure so he, does. He, you know, he knows that. So that's fine. It's all well and fine. At least come to the table with some like legitimacy. That's dumb. That's just stupid. No, nah, he can't do that, dude. Cause he's not legitimate. That's the that's, dude. Lane Johnson hasn't given up a, a fucking hurry uh, in like two fucking years. Are, like you said, at the top of their position in the league, first of all, it's so stupid. Uh, Kelsey's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, not just the Eagles Hall of Fame. He's going to end up yes. in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is a Hall of Fame player, and so is Lane, Lane Johnson, Johnson very, most well, likely too. To be honest with you, when you look at that and you go, "Huh, didn't allow a sack for how long?" Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. So come on, man. You know, like you can't. I mean, if you want to say they're old and there's a potential for those two players to get nicked up because of their age, I mean, I could see that. But these are also guys that have not been exactly injury prone throughout their career. No, and that can happen on an offensive line to any player, any and at any, any time. different time because of the the nature of the position. Guys get rolled up yep. on on the O line on their back yep. legs, and they can get hurt face in front because somebody's trying to literally push him over every every uh play yeah they could so, they tear muscles they'll tear yeah. a bicep or something like that peck a tar, tear a peck you know whatever it is but like come on man like like let's be real they, the offensive line is going to be stellar yes that that they're often the offensive line coach is one of the greatest things that have has ever happened to the philadelphia and he's Eagles. the guy they made sure St- stoutland stoutland is one of the one of the greatest things to ever happen to the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, next to Howie Roseman, and they made sure they kept him. They made sure, and he's here. They knew. So, listen, man, this is going to be a ride, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. We got we got training camp coming up. I think I just saw it today, July 25th. I think was the was the report day for really? the Eagles. Damn, that's quick. Yep, July 25th. So we're less than a month away from Eagles training camp. And uh, Elliot Shore Parks tweeting about how many uh, touchdowns he feels like Jalen Hurts needs to throw in <laughs> in uh, in training camp in order to be successful. Oh, in training camp, got to throw him in training yeah. camp. Yeah, it's a really important. <laughs> so they got a they got a crazy cup snake going at the Cubs game. It's like really long. Out in the bleachers, it's, I mean, this thing's probably at least about ten rows ten rows deep. Well, I mean, you know, good for the Cubs. And the chick, the chick at the bottom of it. <laughs> is that gonna be oh up they just oh they just fucking took it away the security guards came and fucking sniped it that's fucking bullshit why'd they ruin the fun that's terrible uh, you know why because it's the cubs that's why <laughs> that, all right hey man there can't listen. be any fun there anything anything else before we go because um obviously this was a Last second, ten minute, ten minute heads up. Ten minute heads up. Um, I, I I think we've covered some good ground tonight. Um, you know, like we did well. Uh, let's see. One thing I do want to say: uh, Ricky Fowler is back. Who is he? Is he? Mm. Yes, he is. Uh, I'm looking forward to winning some money with him moving forward because dude finishes top fives, top tens, top fives. Start yeah. betting it. Uh, good for Keegan Bradley last week. Um, I just purchased their putter. Oh, all right. Yeah, I did. It won't be built and ready for me until sometime in September, but, uh, that putter, I don't know if you read this or knew this, but, uh, it had not been made since like 2015, the jailbreak. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the same putter Ricky Fowler used and the guy that won the Open, Wyndham Clark and Keegan Bradley. Wow. Odyssey turned around. I, Odyssey is a Callaway uh, division. They turned yep. around and said, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to open up pre-orders for... We're going to go ahead that and bring that back, I think. Butter. <laughs> and I went on there like an asshole and went, yes, <laughs> why not? Give it a shot. Listen, man, that's okay. I, you know, the putter I the putter I, uh, I ended up buying was um, the putter. It was a tailor-made, and it was the putter that uh, Tiger was actually using when when uh, at Marion. Mm-hmm. He loved um, that putter, too. He loved it. He loved you, it, and I loved you it. You love it, too. I, I've seen you roll the I rock do. very, very well. So, I do, and we'll be I'll be rolling some rocks tomorrow. Yes, but Gordy will. out on yes, out on will. the uh, be smoking some out on the old tomorrow. greens. <laughs> we got a, we got a team to take down, so we'll be good. We'll be good to go. Yeah, but um, that's right. Look out, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, the the off season for the Eagles has been a dream off season, all things considered. Very much looking forward to training camp and the season coming up. It's going to be interesting. It's not going to be last year. It's not going to be hiccup free, but it's going to be a very good year. And they're going to contend for another Super Bowl. I do genuinely believe that. Um, the Phillies are turning it around. They're doing what they need to do. I do think they need to make another move. Um, I personally, I'd love to see him go out and get another starting pitcher. I just would. I I don't know. I, I'm at a point right now where I trust the back end of that rotation a little bit more than I trust Nola. I, I know, I man. It's so weird. I, I know. It's so bizarre. You know what? I, I said this to Mike the other day, or maybe it was today. I don't know. I was I was a year early on calling on calling Ranger an ace. I I strongly believed in Ranger. I was early on the train. I called him an ace probably before he was ready to be called an ace. But I, dude, the guy delivers, and he's he's ice cold. He is ice cold. He's got that mentality that you wish a lot of other athletes in this town had. And listen, he had no spring training. So what we have seen from him it's been his spring is training. a couple ramp up, a couple ramp up starts. And then this last one, that was like, all right, I'm fucking here now. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, you, he had to. Dude, he was hitting spots like it was just fucking. He's, dude. Like he could have he closed his eyes. It's nasty. He's so <laughs> nasty. When he's on, he's so nasty. And he was somebody that originally, correct me if, and I might be wrong about this. Was he not a bullpen piece originally when he first came, came oh, up? Oh, man, like, he like was a way bullpen back. Piece, right. So they had to stretch him out first and then turn him they into may a have, starter. They may have had him in the bullpen, but not necessarily like as a bullpen. I thought he was a bullpen guy down in the, the minors, too. That, like, that's how they um, brought him up. I thought he definitely he definitely was in the bullpen. I'm trying to think back now. He was definitely in the bullpen like right before COVID. Right. Um. So yeah, he was. He was. He was. Yeah. He was in the. Bullpen. He was a bullpen yeah. piece. So bullpen piece to starting pitcher at a necessity, if I remember correctly. Uh, Basically, then showed what he could do for about five innings every game. Yeah. So I just checked it out. So he was not a starter. Um, game started. He was not basically. He was not a starter until twenty twenty one. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. I mean, there. This is a guy who is continuing to impress and get better. He just has that feel. Ride man. with like him. He just, he just has it. You know, like there this might, guy. You're right, dude. You're right. You might have been a little early calling him an ace. 
I think I was he's early. He's getting there, though, early. dude. He's getting there. He's <laughs> a, in my opinion, where he's at in the rotation, he's actually probably your number two. Really. I know. It's so hard. It's so hard to even dictate right now yeah. because, like, you know, Nola looks great and then suddenly he, he does. Up. And then, you know, Wheeler has an amazing game where he looks like he's going to win the Cy Young. Crashed. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next game, he gives up seven runs in four innings. You know, Taiwan Walker, he's awful, been stellar. He phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's been great. So, so like, the, like it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde right now. So, like, we, we need some consistency. And I think Ranger could bring that. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm hoping he does. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm here for the Phillies ride this year, man. Fully. Let's go. Let's, let's go do it. Uh, they are. Not, it. I will. I will go on record and say this. They're not going to catch the Braves. That's not happening. No, uh, the Braves would have to monumentally implode, and they're not. Dude, they went sixteen that. and seven so far in June, and, and they, they lost, lost ground. Yeah, no. Come they on, lose ground. I mean, like that's that's, that's insane. So that's they're not stupid. catching the Braves. They can catch the Marlins, and they can go out and, and get a, a high wild card spot and go on another yeah. run. I mean, it's and, gonna be it's gonna be interesting, you know. And and by the way, there is no unbeatable team in baseball. I don't give a shit uh, how good the Braves are in the regular season. They're beatable. Listen, the Braves have had their problems in the postseason. We all know yep. that. Yep. Postseason so, baseball. Anything, anything can happen. Just get in and let's see. Yep. That's it. Um, Flyers are doing what they're supposed to do. They're retooling. Sixers are going to make some fringe moves here. And when I say fringe, I don't mean like not important. I just mean moves on the margins, not big name guys. Uh, Harden will be back. I'm hoping for like a two plus a team option third year. Something like that. Because to me, no matter how much you're paying the guy, it's tradable and you can get off of it if you need to. Yep. Yep. Um, agree. That's what I'm looking for. And uh with if Maxi continues to improve, I mean, dude, they're still gonna be very, very dangerous. They're not as far off as people think. So And the Flyers have brought a new era of orange. They have. To our lives. And, we'll and see. I gotta say, I too looked at those jerseys and went. <laughs> different. Like, just first, I, I was like, mm. yeah. But then once you look at it, you're like, all it right, is, I can see. It it. Like, there's like min, there's like minutia there. Exactly. You know. There's there's some little stuff. Hey, listen, man. It's, it's- Brianna, Brianna, my wife, Brianna. She's like, she's like, oh yeah. They like changed the hex code on the orange. You know, like they, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed like they just changed. I was like, yes, they brought back the burnt orange. It's from the blob. She's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's a nice jersey i like it I like they're, the they're great looking jerseys dude great looking jerseys like um you know but they're they're in the process of not only retooling but really they're rebranding and rebuilding the trust uh gotta bring gotta bring back the people to the barn people back gotta bring the fans back that's right um that's right you know, so you know to me as we sit here right now on uh june 28 2023 I'm actually pretty hopeful about every team in this city. There's been a lot of years I haven't been able to say that. So absolutely, you know, hey, that's, that's all we can ask for, right? I am pumped up for it. So awesome, yo! Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging. Thanks with me, for man. having me. It. It's always a good time, and I'll see you. And we will, we will swing, we will swing the sticks tomorrow. Swinging morning. them tomorrow. Going low, baby. <laughs> Course records in jeopardy. I love that. All right. See y'all later. Thanks, guys. Later.